Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. As cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we're back in the snake pit. And, of course, we're joined by the master of the DDT himself, the Hall of Famer, Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Just uh, everything's coming together for me. Uh, my, my tours are coming together. I can't wait to tell you about them. Well, now would be a good time. Let's talk about them. April 30th, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh at the Hard Rock. May 5th. I'm going to be at Kowloon, Saugus, Massachusetts. May 6th, I'm doing the zombie hideout. That's a signing in Springfield, Mass. And May 7th, I'm doing the funny bone in Hartford. Then May 13th, I'm doing bonkers in Orlando. Holy smokes! What a what a tour! And it's the uh, the last call tour, of course, where it's uh, some live comedy. You're telling stories. You're doing Q and As with fans. It's man. If you want a person some personal interaction with Jake, you cannot do any better than going to one of his live shows. Yeah, I love doing it, man. And uh, you know, it never fails. I'll remember another story, you know, while doing it. And just uh, having having uh, Kevin Sullivan on our show has brought up some memories of the things that we did together. And it was pretty raunchy stuff. So, <laughs> so bring a barf bag. <laughs> Man, stuff that you you will not hear on the podcast. You can only hear it when you go and see Jake live. So go out of your way to check it out. That's the last call tour. You're going to see it all over Jake's social media with links for tickets and everything coming up. So for real, it's if you haven't seen Jake live, you don't know what you're missing. Go out there and check it out. Uh, and Jake, I wanted to mention too, you know, uh, last week we, we didn't have you, we had Raven come on instead. Yeah. Our pal, our pal came and filled in, did a hell of a job talking about his rivalry with DDP 25 years ago, around this time in 1998. Wow. Um, and finished. It's still not finished. They've, they've still got a low, some low key heat. Yeah. Uh, but man, it was a fun episode and uh, couldn't be more thrilled to have him on there. So shout out to Raven. Thank you for coming on. You can follow him at the Raven effect on Twitter. 
Um, and Jake, I also wanted to mention before we get going here, you really hooked me up with uh, with an interesting opportunity. Uh, yeah. The news is out. Ted DiBiase is starting a podcast with our network. Jake made the connection between the two of us. And uh, Ted's going to be part of the family. Man, I know he's going to have some fantastic stories to tell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to bring him on board. And what I'm really excited about right now is to do Ask Jake Anything. This is oh, going to be. I love this part of the show that we do, man. I, ask me anything. And it just it never gets raunchy enough, though. <laughs> we'll save that for the live show. But, man, let me say, uh, you know, you put out a tweet. And the fans really, really delivered uh, tons of questions and a lot of really, really good ones. So if if you're ready, we can jump right in, dude. All right, let's get it. All right, Jake, first question is from Steve Cohen. And Steve asks, you have been portrayed several times on the Rock show Young Rock. Have you seen it? Jake, I've got an image here for you. Not bad, huh? No, not bad at all. Here's another one. Uh, If you're not watching on YouTube, go check it out. I've got some uh, still images of this guy who's portraying Jake. I don't know the dude's name, but uh, I believe he's he's an Australian actor. Uh, Looks pretty good, huh, Jake? His name is Ben. I've met him, and uh, I think we're going to partner up and do, do a little something. That's awesome. All right. And uh, I assume that you've seen the episodes that he's been on with the show, right? Absolutely not. Oh, you haven't? No, I've not seen any of it. Oh man. Well, it's, you guys can go out of your way to check it out. If you haven't seen it, it's on Peacock, I believe. And, you know, obviously the show is still running so you can, you can catch it there, but man, really, really cool. I know that I was blown away when I, on the first episode, when I saw the guy. Yeah, he looks pretty sharp. He looks good. And let me tell you, it might be fun. Maybe if we can get in touch with him, uh, maybe we could get him on as uh, for one of our bonus episodes on ad free shows. Well, we could do that. I think that would be fun to, to pick his brain and talk about what it took for him to get inside the mind of Jake the Snake. Uh, the follow-up question from Steve, he says, uh, is it accurate that you worked in Hawaii for the Rock's grandparents prior to your WWF run? Absolutely not. No, never, never did. Never worked in Hawaii for him, although I did wrestle in Hawaii for Vince. Okay, so it's, you know, I, I would think that the, the reason that you're on Young Rock is because of, you know, you would come, if, if I remember right, when you guys would be coming back from Japan uh, for Vince, you would swing by Hawaii and do a few shows there? Well, we, it usually wasn't coming back from Japan. He would just send us on a weekend trip. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> do, do LA and then get on an airplane and fly. Now, when you're doing that kind of thing, Jake, is it like, oh, awesome, I get to go to Hawaii, or is it more like, shit, I have to go to Hawaii? Shit, I have to go to Hawaii. Because, <laughs> man, you have no time. You know, you get off the airplane, you get a rental car, you go to the hotel, you sleep for three or four hours, you get up, you do a show, you go back to the airport, get on a plane, and fly back. So no time to go out and enjoy the sights or have fun on the beach or anything like that. No, not at all. I remember one time we flew back from Hawaii to Miami. Oh. And we had to wrestle as soon as we got off the plane. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, shit, man. How long? Do you remember how long that flight was? Oh, it was like 15 hours, 14 hours. Brutal. Brutal. Um, well, last question, uh, pertaining to this, uh, you know, it, there's obviously a little interaction between your character and a young Dwayne Johnson. Did you spend any time around him when he was a kid? 
I did, you know, in uh, the Florida territory. I was just getting started, really, and uh, I hooked up with his father, and I rode with his father a lot. And uh, I'd come over to his house, and uh, we'd hop in the van, and we'd take off. Uh, Rock at the time was about seven years old. Wow, really cool. Uh, you know, who could have possibly guessed that he would not only, you know, go on to be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, but now, you know, a huge, huge movie star well on his way to possibly becoming oh, yeah. a, an actual billionaire as an actor. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Incredible, man. Uh, next up, we got friend of the show, Yambag Jones, and he says, who is the first person that you noticed steal the DDT, and what did you have to say to them? Well, the first person to steal it was um, Adrian Adonis. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When I went to the WWF, that was one of the things that had to be sorted out. That uh, Adrian had to change his finishing maneuver, and uh, I would take him. And uh, he went to this good night, Irene, the sleeper. Okay, so yeah, it's he wasn't real happy about it too. So he had seen you doing it in like mid south and elsewhere, right. and took it. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I mean, come on, he's not happy about it, but Jesus, you you made the move. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> well, that does make me want to ask too. You know, guys like uh, Arn Anderson and Michael P.S. Hayes started doing yeah. the DDT. When you'd see that happening or hear about it happening, uh, any heat? Or you're like, hey, go ahead. No, no, go ahead and do it, man. But you know, my thing at first was at least make them sell it. You know, <laughs> but uh, after I thought about it, I'm like, no, don't make them sell it. Because all that does is tell the people out there that, uh, gee, when Jake did it, you didn't get up. Jake must be a bad son of a bitch. That's it, too. I know that Arn was using it for his finish at times along with the spine buster. Uh, yeah. So, hey, that's cool. And, and Arn goes out of his way. Anytime somebody asks him about, uh, about it, he says, nope, stole it directly from Jake. 100% stole it. So yeah. at least he's copping to it. Yeah. Dave, Tr he is... Dave Tramp is up next. Terrible last name. Uh, may have been a, <laughs> may have been a question before, but uh, has anyone blown Jake away with his first time in the ring with him? Like, has anyone made him say, anyone "Holy blow me"? Yeah, there's some people. <laughs> Jake, let's talk about your first blow job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean Michaels. Sean, so mid south. Yeah, he, he was so bad. That I didn't, I didn't see him ever doing anything. Really, he was horrible. <laughs> you guys probably have the film. I got him in the ring. I grabbed his arm. I wrenched it a couple of times, and I give him the Iggy, which is you know you squeeze the wrist, and that's telling him to reverse it, right? Mm -hmm. But all he did was go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I do it again. He sells it again. I'm jerking him around the ring. I'm like, reverse it, reverse it. And he's like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, reverse. He's like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So I close the eye and DDT'd him. <laughs> That uh, footage of that match is out there. It was Mid-South. I want to say it was like 84, something like that. And uh, we will have to share that on social because it's it's hilarious hearing that. It was horrible, bro. 
Shawn Michaels. Uh, wow. Okay. It's, you know, everybody associates him with being it as, as far as the guy in the ring, but you caught him a little early and he just was not ready. A guy that I, I seen were going for him was uh, Rick Steiner. I had him very early in his career and uh, I just knew that I didn't want to fuck with him. You know, <laughs> uh, he was solid as a rock and he knew what the hell he was doing. Yep. Uh, he had that amateur reputation. And yeah. from what I've heard, it was like, do not piss off either of the Steiner brothers. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got one from our friend uh, from friend of the show, Devin at Ringspan. And he asks, what does Jake recall about his match at WrestleMania two with George Wells? And what are his overall thoughts on the former CFL player turned wrestler? George was a good guy, man. He's, you know, he just, uh, he didn't envision himself being the main event for sure. Uh, no, he just went out and just did his thing, you know. Uh, him foaming at the mouth was a surprise. Uh, that was the next question. Uh, he wanted to know, it, like, did you know that he was going to do that? I guess no, not. I didn't. No, I didn't. But I liked it. Uh, pretty cool <laughs> moment. It looked like he put like an Elka Seltzer tab in his mouth or something because exactly. it was like exactly. It was wild, man. No, it was a semen tab. <laughs> <laughs> George, come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll have to find the footage. Uh, not, of, <coughs> not of the semen tab, though. We'll just find the footage no. of the foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Uh, Simon Smith is up next. Uh, Jake, what is your go-to song in life? Oh, Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb. Comfortably numb. So if you had like a soundtrack to your life, it would be that. Yeah, it would start with that. That is a badass song. Yeah, it is. Uh, Nick Davis up next. He says, does Jake watch MMA? No, I don't. I've never got into that phony shit. <laughs> you know, uh, if I was going to watch it, I'd watch the women. Really? Yeah, there's some kick-ass women out there, man. There are some badass women involved in it, man. Ronda Rousey, when she was at her peak, yeah. she was must-watch TV. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Just incredible. So, I mean, when it comes to the men's stuff, though, is it like, what's your opinion on it? Too violent? It's not too violent. It's just it doesn't have enough to it. You know, a couple of good shots and you're done. You know, I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like a twenty-minute match. You know, they go by rounds and stuff, and uh, I don't know. I, I just don't like it. It's not entertaining enough for me. Well, and it's it's interesting seeing how much they've borrowed from professional wrestling now too, yeah. where it's you can very clearly see that it's like, look, these guys probably don't necessarily hate each other, but they're going out of their way right. to make these press conferences right. pretty interesting. Yeah, they're trying to make promos now. Wow. <laughs> so I wonder where they got Stop that idea. It. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake, speaking of MMA and all that stuff, uh, the sale of WWE yeah. to Endeavor, um, the the company yeah. that I believe owns UFC as well. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that whole thing? Absolutely not. The only thought I would have is why not sooner? <laughs> that- that's it too. It's man. It's it was certainly time. Uh, Vince is not getting any younger, and holy smokes, he took a one million dollar investment and turned it into something like a nine billion dollar investment. Not too bad, huh? He did okay. 
he came out all right (laughs) yeah uh matthew is up next he says what are your favorite wrestlemania matches and this is kind of a two-parter one that you were involved in and one that you watched Mm. one that i watched the steamboat savage okay uh the one i was involved in dibiase and myself uh andre and myself um Martell and myself, of course. Man, some awesome ones. Uh, you know, you enough to get, you know, to get some pretty good talent to get in the ring with. Certainly, you know, you and DiBiase. I know that a lot of fans say that that's you know one of the the best WrestleMania matches ever, and I think that yeah. DiBiase claims that it's his favorite as well. So, just yeah. man, incredible stuff. And uh, man, it, it, pretty cool to see Ricky Steamboat and uh, Randy Savage get their flowers for the incredible work that they did at WrestleMania yeah. three. Two guys that you spent a lot of time working with. Yeah, they went after it, brother, and they got it. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Well, Jake, we're trying to get everybody to go after America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Of course, we are talking about Factor. Jake, I know you got your shipment. I got mine. What did you think? I love it. I love it. Dude, fantastic. My daughter loves it, too, because she cooks it for me. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, the best part, there's no cleanup, Jake. It's You pop it in the microwave two minutes, bam. Bang, bang, it's done. Fresh, delicious food, easy, no cleanup, no prep, no going to the grocery store. Factor has got you covered. Guys, get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered right to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Look, summer is coming fast. Uh, You don't want to be stuck inside doing dishes or going to the grocery store, waiting in line. How about instead of doing all that, you let Factor take care of it for you? With their calorie smart meals, they're around 550 calories or less from from Factor. Uh, the biggest problem for me when it came to eating healthy, Jake, it was always about preparation. All the stuff you have to do, you've got to plan yeah. and shop, cook, clean. A dude miserable. And now that I've got a young daughter, it's that it's just another thing I have to do uh, and worry about. Well, <laughs> she's she's two and a half, so I don't know how good she. she <laughs> she would probably do a terrible job on on dishes oh, if i had to guess but for about 30 minutes <laughs> but man it's a factor i got that shipment from factor and let me tell you we had some delicious meals and it was so easy it's we saved all kinds of time and we get to spend more time doing the things that we love to do as a result uh, factor is fresh never frozen and you want to talk about variety jake they've got 34 chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options so there's always something new to try. You can enjoy meals for any time of day with breakfast options like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Plus, replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons. Uh, I know that takeout is a go-to solution for a lot of people uh, who need to just get a quick meal in during a busy day. Well, not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery. In just two minutes, that's it. Put the time and money you save toward planning activities uh, for when that nice weather comes our way. I'll also, be some of those on the road with me. 
it, no doubt it makes life so easy all you've got to do is pack it in a, in a cooler and bam uh, you've got a fast meal on your hands and it's healthier than takeout by a long shot uh also eating vegan or veggie is easy with factor as i mentioned each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians so you know that your factor meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't and if you're looking to mix it up you can add protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week get factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle just choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed food delivered to your door ready in just two minutes no prep no mess head to factormeals.com snake50 and use code SNAKE50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code SNAKE50 at factormeals.com slash SNAKE50 to get 50% off your first box. And, and look, at that price, you have to try Factor. Again, it's factormeals.com slash SNAKE50 and use code SNAKE50 to save 50%. Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment. And they're now offering a free seven-day trial at tryfight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a thousand hours of live action every year, and a library of more than 4,000 hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com. T-R-Y-F-I-T-E dot com. All right, Jake, we're back in the action. TL Bones is up next, and he says, you are known for your mustache. Have you ever thought about or were you ever asked to shave it off? I shaved it one time, and my kids, they cried. <laughs> really? Yeah, they didn't know who I was. They're like, are you our daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep the mustache. It's part yeah. of the look. Uh, you and like Magnum TA kind of iconic. You just look weird without them. Yeah, it, it, it shouldn't happen to anybody. I know uh, oh, a couple of years ago, there was some magazine that wanted to interview my mustache. <laughs> and I said, well, that's not fair. You can't ask me. You need to ask the girls that wrote it. <laughs> what did they say? Oh, they liked it. <laughs> what magazine was this? I can't remember if it was, it was like Men's Quarterly or Men's something or another. I can't remember. I'll tell you what, man. When people want to talk to your mustache, you know that you've you've got an yeah. iconic look. Yeah, they had interviewed uh, uh, Tom Selleck, and they'd interviewed somebody else. Burt Reynolds. Like Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it was like the top five mustaches of all time. Holy shit, man. And you were on the list. Yeah, I was on the list, man. So that made me feel pretty good. Was Hogan on it? Fuck no. You beat out Hogan. How about that? Your best mustache. Give me a belt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up, Jake, we've got Peter D. Uh, He asks, hi, Jake. The Bush. Peter D. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I guess uh, that's a pretty uncool name. Boy, his parents. His parents are what a gag. Wow. Um, hi, Jake. The- <laughs> Peter Dick D. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. We're just trashing you. Oh, it's okay, Peter. We actually mean it. <laughs> what is Peter Dick 
do want. <laughs> Peter, Peter Dick D's got a, a great question for you. Um, and, and it's actually pretty topical. Uh, the Bushwhackers added an element of comedy to, to the WWF when they arrived. What did you feel about comedy in your matches? Before you answer that, we did recently lose Bushwhacker Butch. Jake, do you have anything uh, you'd like to say about the passing of Butch? It broke my heart, man. Uh, to know that he was coming out there to see the fans, you know, basically one last time or whatever. And to go down like that, man, it's just horrifying. You know, I'm, now I'm angry at myself because I'd heard he went to the hospital and I didn't go see him. I want to kick myself in the ass over that. But uh, he was a great man, a great talent, and uh, one of the toughest son of a bitches I ever met. Uh, he was he was a rugged, tough son of a bitch. I mean, people giggled and stuff at their matches because that's what Vince wanted them to do. But that's not how they were. They were rugged and they were tough and they would brawl all night long and not take a break. When they were the sheep herders, I remember Butch breaking his ankle and he just taped it up and went back in the ring. My God. <laughs> that right there tells me you're tougher than I am. <laughs> you know, especially Ooh. an ankle. Yeah, so, uh, that is that is next level tough. Yeah, they, both of those guys were lo are lovely men, man. And uh, I'm glad to be able to call them friends. Man, what a what a tough loss uh, for you know not only all of you guys who knew him so well, but you know the wrestling community at large. It's it, it it's really awful to lose such an iconic guy, an iconic character. And uh, to your point, you know I know that they had this kind of silly gimmick in the WWF. They were like licking kids' heads and being silly in the walk and everything. But before they got there, my understanding was that they were kind of like the first hardcore type wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were brutal, man. They beat the shit out of you. Just incredible. Rest in peace to Butch. What a terrible loss. Um, I do want to ask also, Jake, though, he brought up the comedy in matches. I know that uh, that certainly it's an element for a lot of people, and a lot of people see a ton of value in it. Did you ever do any comedic stuff in wrestling? Uh, little stuff, you know. Uh, maybe where I tripped a guy and he fell flat of his ass or something, you know, and I might... You know, I, I'd bust out because I didn't didn't see that coming. Right. Uh, no, I'm I'm not into the comedy in the match, man. So now, just personally for your character, or do you see yeah. value in it for others? I, I see value in it in some instances, uh, especially if the guy can't carry a match by doing it the rugged way. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you got to resort to something. So I guess that's uh an easy get to they throw a little comedy in there and they get some type of reaction from the fans but no it, all around I, I don't agree with it orange cassidy is really famous for uh the comedy that he does in aew uh, i was wondering uh and i'm sure a lot of our fans would like to know you know as an old school guy what are your what's your opinion on his shtick i love what he does because he may start out with that but he gets in there and he goes rugged too mm-hmm you know, I mean, he'll play around a little bit. And that's sort of like, to me, he's trying to incite the riot. Trying to get the guy to lose his cool and go nuts. Right. And that's what he does. 
but he doesn't go to it later in the match when it's it's tooth and nail time. He can go. No doubt about it. And yeah, Jake, it's one of the things, it's kind of an underrated part of his character that I don't think a lot of people notice or talk about. But when uh, it, it comes down to nut cutting time in a match, you can kind of see him flip the switch and become oh, really does. intense. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt, man. And he, he's solid too, brother. He goes after it and he can go after it for a, a long period of time. I know I watched, I've watched several of his matches, man, that I was just, you know, really shocked that he was able to, to go that far with it. But uh, him and Jericho were pretty good matches. Uh, him and anybody's a good match. Absolutely. Yeah, Some a lot of the stuff that he did with Jericho, I think Jericho really helped to kind of make the character and put it on Absolutely. the map on a national stage. Yeah. Fun stuff. Uh, let's move on to Patriot Pat, who asks, have you noticed similarities between wrestling and doing your one-man show? For example, entrance, set, match, structure, good finisher, etc. Side note, I, he opened for Jake in 2016 and can say that your one-man show is a must-see. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's to me, it's sort of same as a wrestling match. You know, I go out, start it, play around a little bit, then I get serious. And then there's a time to get honest when I talk about addiction, because I do talk about addiction during my show. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, it's, it's very serious. But then I always try to finish it off on a high note. Then after the high note, we uh, break it down and we go into. Uh, Ask me anything. That's cool, man. And it's one of the unique things about Jake's show. And one of the reasons I strongly recommend that when he's in your area, you come out and see it is because you kind of get a, a little bit of everything. It's a it's yeah. variety. You know, yes, there's going to be some serious stuff, but he's also going to, as we said, tell some stories you've never heard before and yeah. make you laugh. You damn right you're going to laugh. You're going to be shaking your head saying, oh, my God, those bastards are nuts. <laughs> Again, check out Jake, follow Jake's social media, and uh, you'll see updates for uh, what cities he's coming to. Uh, next up, we've got Josh, who asks, what were your impressions of Mick Foley when you were working with him in WCW? Well, I always thought Mick did too much. Uh, he, you know, he, he just put his life on the line, mm -hmm. and it was foolish. Um, you know, I don't mind a rugged style, but when you intentionally hurt try to hurt yourself yeah, you right. know, by doing the flips on concrete. That's oh. just, that's just ignorance, man. That's desperation. You know, I think it's, I feel like it's desperation. You know, maybe that's what he, that's obviously that's what he wanted to do. He thought that that's going to be his thing. Well, Jesus Christ, man, if you go down that line, how, how, just how salty can you get? Next thing you know, you're going to have somebody going out there with a pistol and they're going to shoot themselves in the leg. And then, you know, the fuck, you know? <laughs> look at that, folks. He's been shot. I, I mean, I appreciate Mick and I, I love the guy. But uh, yeah, I think he's careless. And even though he'll, he'll tell you he's not careless and he actually figures this stuff out and weighs it out and all that. But I, man, Look at him walk around now. Mm -hmm. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I think, you know, to your point, Jake, it's he so he gets thrown off the, the hell in a cell uh, 25 years ago now. And it's like the thing about wrestling fans is they're always like, OK, what's next? And yeah, so yeah, what is absolutely. next after that? Absolutely. I don't know. Drop the cow. 
<laughs> Shoot a cannon at him. Uh, there's something <laughs> like a cannon, drop a cow on top of him. You know, from the rafters, that might be something. That was utterly fantastic. <laughs> God Almighty! Well, so this this does uh, make me wonder too, Jake. Would that have been the first time that you were around McFoley? Was when you came yeah. to WCW? And you wound up uh, working with him while you were in yeah. the WWF a yeah. few times. Uh, what did you think of actually getting in the ring with Mick? He was all right. He was all yeah. right. Yeah, we had a good time. Now, his uh, did he show any of that kind of reckless style while you're in the ring no. with him, or did you kind of no. cool him off? I cooled him off a little bit, I guess. It's an awesome performer. Certainly, you know, left his mark. But yeah, I mean, to your point, it's he's he's pretty beat up now, and it's he yeah. he took some unnecessary risks. Absolutely, man. Uh, next up, we've got the Arse, formerly known as Jimmy Blade, and some wild names today. Uh, he wants to know, how did you feel about the watering down of the DDT over the years? Were you unhappy, or was it more like, well, mine finishes matches because mine is better? Exactly. So you're uh, fine with mine, it. Go ahead and do it. Make, keep, that keeps it out there, man. You know, but just every time you do it, you're just reminding the people, Jake the Snake Roberts, Jake the Snake Roberts, who invented that? DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. I remember for a while, Vince told uh, the announcers not to call it the DDT anymore. Why? Uh, because he didn't want my name brought up. Oh, <laughs> so like, so after you left, he was like, yeah. didn't want any affiliation. Right. That's hilarious. That didn't work. <laughs> right, because the fans will chant it. Doesn't matter exactly. if the announcers say it or not. Exactly. <laughs> uh, name I can't say. I really can't pronounce that. Says uh, Jake. What are your? What's your favorite brand of potato chips? Oh wow! I'm not really a potato chip fan, man. I'm into popcorn. What is uh, your favorite guilty pleasure food overall, Jake? Ice cream. Popcorn, ice cream. And how about your brand of ice cream? What do you go for? Oh, there's two or three brands out there. I can't remember them. Bluebell. I like Bluebell. With you know, what I do is I have to have blueberries with it. Mm. So I get vanilla ice cream with blueberries. That sounds fantastic. It's great. Um, Johnny Silto is up next. Johnny says, I'd like to know whether wrestlers had input in entrance music back then and how involved you were. It was the right choice, he says, because it's his alarm tone now is your entrance no. theme. No, we didn't have any uh, input into it. We were given that, and that was that. And uh, right away, did you feel like, okay, this is this is perfect music for me? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was real good. Did you ever see that video of Hogan like lifting weights? This is before you were there, and he uh, that your music is playing in the background for him oh. while he's lifting weights. That was the first time it was used. I didn't know that. Yeah, pretty weird. Uh, Collins Polk Jr. has a fun one. He says, what can you tell us about working in WCCW as the Texan? Oh, brutal. <laughs> Was that your first time working under a mask? Uh, no, I'd done it once before. Really? But, uh, under a mask really sucks, man. You can't breathe. You can't see. Uh, it's really hard, and uh, I just don't like it. But anytime you were in the Von Erich territory, if you were wrestling the Von Erichs, you, you weren't going to have fun. <laughs> you know, there's going to be, hopefully I survived this. And uh, you let it go at that. 
They were, uh, I know that they would, you know, occasionally show up under the influence, but uh, the, occasionally? <laughs> it's pretty much every time, I guess. They were reckless, they were dangerous, and uh, they, were, they were kids, man. They were kids. Uh, the This texting gimmick that you were doing, though, how long were you doing oh, that? Just a couple of weeks. Okay. Did you change anything about your ring style? No. Fascinating. There's some pictures of it floating around out there. I'll put it up on social. Well, I brought it up. I, I came into WWF with the mask one time. Did you? Yeah, yeah. With Sid Vicious in the ring. El Diablo. El Diablo. <laughs> That's I right. Like, I like the blonde hair sticking out of the back of it. That was a nice touch. And you were wearing like a karate gi and yeah. stuff. Barefooted. That was pretty. Whose idea was that? Fine. It was awesome, uh, and I think that all the fans were taken by surprise, especially because you did have like the blonde wig sticking out of the yeah. back. So they're like, "Okay, I wonder this guy's legit. He's just a job yeah, guy." Who is this? You know, Lady Speaker B is another jobber. Yeah, fantastic stuff. All right, guys, let's do a quick timeout so that we can talk about AG One by our great friends over there at Athletic Greens. Guys, I've been using AG1 for the better part of a year now, and it, it has completely transformed my life for the better. You know, I used to be that guy that was getting up every single morning, a million multivitamins, or even worse, I'd be going to the grocery store trying to get all the fruits and veggies so that I can make a healthy shake. Then you got to mix it up. Then you got to clean out the blender afterwards. And it was just taking up so much time to just get me where I needed to be. Well, those days are behind me because with one delicious scoop of AG1, I get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start my day off on the right foot. These ingredients support gut health, my nervous system, my immune system recovery focus, and it was always about energy for me, and AG1 has got me covered. In just under a year, I feel like a new man, and it's really become this great part of my daily routine. You know, it used to be I would instantly go for a cup of coffee. Not anymore. Now, I'm mixing up some AG1, and I'm starting my day right. It's easy. It's convenient. And most importantly, it works. And guess what? That's not even the best part. The best part is that it costs less than $3 a day. I, I spend three times that amount whenever I just walk past the Starbucks. And now I'm making a true investment in my health with AG1. I mean, it, it's no wonder they've got over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's time, guys. Go and reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And let's make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Get started when you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash snake. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash snake to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Time to stop procrastinating, guys. Make it happen right now when you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash snake. Hey, guys, Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. Jim Johnston created the soundtrack for generations of WWE fans with some of the most iconic themes in history. Jim sits down with Conrad to take us behind some of those classic themes, including The Ultimate Warrior. And then I recorded that. And then just over that, you're just doing... You know, it's so simple, but that's what felt like him. 
Plus, an all-new edition of The Book is here as David Crockett takes us page by page, gate by gate, through the JCP booking logs of April 1985. On Sunday, April 14th, you start the day with a 2 p.m. show in Richmond, Virginia, 43 grand. An hour later, Asheville, North Carolina kicks off and it's another 63-63. But then that night, you guys all cruise to Atlanta, $31,000 at the gate. Talk about a banner day for Jim Crockett Promotions. This is hard to beat, man. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Uh, David Bolton is up next. He says, can you shoot on the Dynamite Kid and Rougeau flare-up backstage? Well, it was a pretty uh, pretty lousy thing that happened, man. You know, uh, there was some serious heat between the Rougeaus and the Bulldogs. And uh, Dynamite was, you know, Dynamite was the one that was going to take you out. Mm-hmm. And he's a tough one of the two. So... The Rougeos did what they had to do. They sucker punched him. You know, he's walking down the hall. As he comes around the corner, he gets blasted, man. Knocks his teeth out. God almighty. End of it. If I remember right, I think that it was Jacques had like a roll of quarters in his hand too. You could fucking kill somebody doing that shit. You could certainly try. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah he was uh, as tough as they come only like uh, I, I believe he was what like five foot ten something like that but just yeah. a bad dude badass man he's about five seven he wasn't five ten. Oh wow <laughs> now uh when you hear about it uh, were you there for the incident like there. you saw it happen uh no i was there about three minutes after it happened I mean, when you hear about that, are, do you have words with the Rougeos? Like, hey, what the fuck? Or how does that go? Yeah, I did, man. I was like, what the fuck was that about, man? They're like, man, they were fucking with us. They were going to do this to us. They threatened us. They threatened us. And we were scared. Oh, I understand that. <laughs> Damn, I mean, you know. And, they were, and I'd seen them fuck with them in the ring, you know. What kind of shit were they doing? Just like taking liberties, being stiff? Yeah, taking liberties, man. Strong ones too, you know, just picking them up and tossing them through the air. Didn't give them a shit which way they went. Oh man, flexing the shit out of them, take them out on the floor, slam them on the floor. Fuck, you know, uncalled shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the reaction is certainly way too much. But that being said, you know, the Bulldogs uh, they did have a reputation for bullying guys. Yeah. Yeah, they did couple more and we'll get out of here, Jake. Yeah. Sean Brown asks, any good stories about the exotic Adrian Street? You know, I love that cat, man. Uh, him and Linda are certainly a part of wrestling history. Unfortunately, I was never around them other than once or twice. Really? Yeah. And, uh, but I loved what he did. Uh, he shot with it. And he held that character proud, man. And uh, let it be known that that guy could be a badass, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an old-style shooter. And uh, he, could get the, he could get the work done if he had to. 
Yeah, I have heard the same thing about him over and over again from people where it's like, I think he was like five, six, even probably yeah. even smaller yeah. than Dynamite Kid. Yeah. But man, it's just one of those dudes you do not want to fuck with Adrian. Fuck you up. Man. <laughs> And to your point, Jake, you know, he's this little guy and he's in this this business where it's all huge guys. I would think yeah. that a lot of a lot of dudes would be coming up like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to fuck with this guy. Yeah, I don't take liberties. And all of a sudden they're tied up in a knot in the middle of the ring and squealing like a little girl. <laughs> Shout out to Exotic Adrian Street. What a badass dude. Um, last question for the week, Jake. Kyle Bowles asks, what were your favorite moments of your mid-Atlantic wrestling run? Uh, probably the road trips with Steamboat. Okay, so early on you had spent some time uh, yeah, on the road I, with him. I traveled with Ricky, and I really enjoyed it. Or some road trips with uh, the Boogeyman. Oh, uh, J- Jimmy Valiant. Yeah, yeah, and Johnny Weaver. <laughs> Dude, some really boring ass trips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I can't. My. I can't picture it getting too boring with Boogie Woogie present. Oh, are you kidding, man? He would he would lay in the back seat and sleep the whole time. What? He never talked. <laughs> oh, man. He never that's, fucking talked. That's a bummer. Like yeah. his character and everything, you always feel like, oh man, that guy oh, must have been God. absolutely wild. No, man, it's right the opposite. <laughs> Just right goes the to show. Just goes to show you can you, never tell. tell you that, uh, Boogie. I had just gotten to Charlotte and it was coming up Thanksgiving and he invited me over to his house for Thanksgiving dinner, man, which was really huge because I was missing home, missing my kids. And uh, he invited me over for dinner, man. And that was really huge for me. Never, I've never forgotten that. That's awesome, man. It's uh, it, you know, the, the wrestling community. I've heard a lot of that kind of stuff where these guys kind of take care of each other in, in many respects. So it's it's yeah. cool that uh, he was able to help you out. What an what an icon that guy is too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jake, that is going to wrap us up. These Ask Jake episodes are always so much fun, man. Uh, I love doing these. We'll have another one in a few weeks. But next week, we're going to resume the story of your rivalry with Rick Rude 35 years ago in 1988. We're talking about when your wife Cheryl got involved and Rick Rude tried to kiss her. Man, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that we've got some fun stories ahead with that one, right? Uh, A couple. A couple. A couple, yeah. I suspect we'll be able to scrape together an episode there. It's such an iconic uh, storyline, man. I just can't wait to hear more about it. I did want to tell our listeners, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a very strong probability that we're targeting the exact demo you're looking to attract to your product or business, and you will see results from our loyal listeners. We keep reading a lot of the same advertisements over and over again, and there's a very good reason for it, guys. It's because what we do works. Get over to AdvertiseWithJake.com and find out how you can get your message in front of our huge network of listeners. Again, that's AdvertiseWithSnake.com and partner up with this guy, the legendary Jake the Snake Roberts. Check out JakeTheSnakeShop.com for rare signed collectibles that will be the centerpiece of any wrestling fan's collection. Jake just added those Ultimate Edition figures of himself and Rick Rude, and he's signing them. Uh, So, guys, unless you purchase it and find when Jake's going to be in your city and go out to a signing and get him to sign it. This is it. This is your chance to own it. So go out of your way to go over to Jake, the check that out. And a lot of other awesome rare collectibles that he's got there on the site and he's signing all of them. Also get over to Jake's cameo at cameo.com forward slash Jake snake. If you want to give someone a unique gift that they will never forget, get Jake 
to give them a shout out, say hello to them, quit your job, break up with your girlfriend, whatever you want. Cut a promo on you, right, Jake? He can do anything. Encourage them. He encourages it. And uh, if you don't believe us on how great these are, just go check out the reviews over at cameo.com forward slash Jake Snake. You're going to find out that, man, anybody who purchases one is always satisfied. Go to boxofgimmicks.com. As I've mentioned here before, we've got some really cool looking 90s and 80s style merch going on over there. I'm always updating it, always finding new stuff. It's tailor made for fans of the 80s and 90s, the golden era of wrestling. So go out of your way to check that out. Hit us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pods to get some highlights from our shows and exclusive content. We are doing giveaways over there all the time. You can get some free autographed Jake stuff. And all you got to do is go over there and subscribe, like subscribe, hit the notifications bell, hook us up guys. Uh, by the way, like subscribe and leave us a five-star review on all platforms uh, where you, wherever you listen to your podcast, because man, that helps us out a ton. And just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all of, all of our other shows uh, early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com, starting at just $9 a month. Jake and I, as we are sitting here now, are getting ready to do another bonus episode for April. We're watching back the Wrestling Summit from 1990, and Jake's, I believe it's Jake's first time in the Egg Dome, right, Jake? It was my first time in the Egg Dome, and it's also my first time in the ring with the, with, uh, gosh dang it. The with the Big man. Boss Man. Yeah, absolutely, Big Boss Man it's man that is going to be must here i don't remember hearing jake ever talk about it in any public forum anywhere and we're going to try it coming up next here that's our next bonus episode for ad free shows so get over there and check it out again it's adfreeshows.com sign up today catch jake on twitter at jake snake ddt on instagram at jake the snake ddt and on facebook at real jake the snake follow me at marcus p d'angelo on twitter and you can follow the podcast on all platforms at snake pit pod Jake, another one in the books. Appreciate your time today, my friend. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to do another one of these sometime real soon. Absolutely. Always a pleasure with you, bro. Thanks, man. We'll catch you guys next time right here on The Snake Pit. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Tax season is here, which means you've received or are expecting that tax refund any day now. And you're thinking about what to spend it on. How about a new home? With SaveWithConrad.com, we're helping renters become homeowners every single day, and it's more affordable than you think. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need a huge down payment. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. At SaveWithConrad.com, we take the stress out of the home buying process. We'll determine your buying power. We'll even help you find a realtor. And unlike the banks, we don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. So if you're not ready right now, we'll get you on a plan to be ready. Stop throwing your money away, paying someone else's mortgage with your rent and start the path towards owning your own home today at SaveWithConrad.com.